First, I would like to discuss a little bit about the last mitzvah that we have in the Torah, which is this week's Parsha, the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah. Actually, I have to give a, a Shabbat Haidah to the Rebbeinu Shalom, and has actually Zeichet to fulfill that mitzvah this past Sunday. And uh, it, was a, it was a very big simcha for me, and uh, clearly it was prompted when I, when, I had, when I was sick and I got better. People had said that, you know, you had such a nest occurred to you, you should write a Sefer Torah. I said, you know, you're right. And uh, Baruch Hashem, I was able to complete it, and it's uh, this week's Parsha, it worked out perfectly. I'd like to discuss the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah, and then I would like to discuss how, if any way, that connects to Rosh Hashanah. Now, Torah, of course, always connects to Rosh Hashanah. We blow Shefer because of our Sinai mountain Torah. And then, if I have time, I would like to leave the Elam with a nice word. A nice word that you can use either for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, or Sukkot. Okay, so we'll, we'll leave with a little goodbye present for as we enter the Rosh Hashanah. Okay, I'm not sure of the order here. Hey, ouch. The, uh, let's look on page two. I think it was mislabeled. Let's look at page two. Page two tells us the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah. Va'ata kisvu lachem es hashira hazais v'lamda es b'nei Yisrael sima b'fihem and we say, we learn from this Pasuk that there's a mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah. Now, if you look on the next page, you could look on the, all the, all the Meineha mitzvahs say that this Pasuk is telling us that there's a mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. Now, looking back at the Pasuk, your test, right? It does not quite say, write a Sefer Torah. It says, Va'ata kisvu lachem et hashira hazais. You should write this shira. V'lamda es b'nei Yisrael sima b'fihem. And teach it to b'nei Yisrael, put it in their mouths. L'mantiyeli hashira hazais la'id b'nei Yisrael. Where does it say to write a Sefer Torah here? So let's look in the Rambam on page three. In the Rambam, Mitzvah Yudches, Shetzivanu Shiyeh Lechol Ish Mimenu Sefer Torah La'atzmai. Everybody should have their own Sefer Torah. We're familiar that with the, the rush, that one is Makayim this Mitzvah to a certain degree by buying Swarm to learn from. If he writes it himself, it's wow, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hidu, or it says like, but if not, you hire somebody. That's usually the way it's done. You hire somebody to write, it, to write the Sefer Torah for you. 
And it goes on. Vuhu Amra Yisala. This is what the Pasuk says. Kisfu Lachem et You should write this song. Now, what is this song referring to? Which song? So if you look back on page two, which should have been page one, it's Rashi says, Hashira Hazais, Hazinu Hashamayim. You have to write Parshas Hazinu, which is a Shira. You see, it's written in the Sefer Torah, it's like a Shira. Now, how do you get from writing Shira Hazais to write that you have to write a Sefer Torah? So the Rambam goes on. You're not allowed to write the Torah like just random parshias. So what Hakadosh Baruch Hu is telling us, what the Torah through the Torah, the Torah is telling us that you are you have to write the Shira. Now, you can't write the Shira itself, so you have to write the whole Torah so you have the Shira. And, and that's what he goes on. Even if, even if you have from a father, you have to have a, so you have to write your own Sefer Torah. And then he says, and if you look in the Rambam, in the Yara Chazaka, he puts, the, we know from a few parshas ago that a Melech has to write a Sefer Torah. So he writes, the Melech has to have an extra Sefer Torah. He somehow puts the two halachas together, which on a very basic level is, this is a Sefer Torah, that's a Sefer Torah. So we're putting the two together. Atkan. So the obvious question we have to ask ourselves, like why is it the mitzvah of Sefer Torah, which seems to be such a straightforward mitzvah, why is it written in such a backhanded way? Write the Shira. Well, you can't write the Shira itself, so you're going to have to write the whole Torah that has the Shira. That's why. So now, on a very basic level, very basic level, you could say a nice word. The idea is that we have to understand that all of Torah should be a shira, should be a song. That is, there's a lot going on in, in, in Torah. But at the end of the day, the, all the writing of Torah should be seen as a writing of shira. Shira brings us joy. Torah, even when I'm writing about tzitzis, I'm writing about the sedaim, I'm writing wherever I'm, Wherever and whatever I'm writing about, it's because of the Shira. Because the Torah has to be seen as a Shira. That's a a, a nice nice thought. And we know that, I I remember hearing this from Moshe, he used to say this all the time, that the first door that came to America, they were all Shemra Torah mitzvahs. And for the most part, barring some exceptions, a lot of them, their children went off. And he used to bemoan, why did their children go off? They came from, from Hamish, Yorei Shemayim people. And he, he would say, 
that it was, life was difficult then, no doubt about it. You know, life, when you're told you had a job, you finally get a job and you're told. If you don't show up on Shabbos, or don't, if you don't show up on Saturday, don't show up on Sunday. Big Nisayim. And there were people that were aimed on the Nisayim, mind you. Some people, but a lot of people were aimed on the Nisayim. Hard for us to imagine. And they would sit and they would be moan and they would say, oh, you give a krechts. You know the krechts is like a moan. They give a krechts and say, oh, it's a schwerz and it's difficult to be, to be a yid, difficult. And a child hears the father krechtsing that it's difficult to be a Jew. It's difficult to keep Torah mitzvahs. What chinach are you giving the child? So the child's growing up, resenting. Hey, it's so difficult. What do I need it for? This is what Ramesha said. He said it many times. And the point we can understand is that despite the sacrifice that people went through and despite the difficulties, we have to, it has to be a shira. Every part of Torah, it's, it, it, it's geschmack. It's so good to be. It's a shira. It's a song to be a yidai. There's mesiris nefesh. Life comes with mesiris nefesh. And that's why it could be the terrorist puts it in the way not to write a Sefer Torah. Because if it would say write a Sefer Torah, you would think you're writing a manual, a book of do's and don'ts. By writing it this way, the Torah is telling us, no. You have to write the whole Torah as a Shiva. That's how we have to approach, approach Torah. Which, which undoubtedly is very, is very, very true. But I want to take it a little further, okay? So let's go on. What? Let, let's go to page here in the handout. Did I not write it? I missed it. No. Oh. That's page, let's go to page one. Let's go to page one. Page one is a Gemara in Saita Daflamid Hayomid Aleph. And it tells us the following. Gemara in Saita, it tells us we know Peretz Pauza, they grabbed the Sefer, the Oren Kodesh, they, 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 they died. And the Gemara there says, Mipnei Ma Nenash Dovid. This was an Einish for David that under his watch and his direction, he told them to put Darren Kadesh on a wagon and the wagon started shaking, they grabbed for it. Why was David Nenash? Mipnei Shekara Ladivrei Teira Zemiris. He called Divrei Teira Zemiris. What does Zemiris mean? It's all. We sit down Shabbos by the Suda Shabbos. We sing Zmiris. That's, that's an integral part of, of Shabbos, to sing Zmiris. So it says that here, David HaMelech was Nenash. He was punished because he called Torah Zmiris, Shenemar. That's a, a parak, it's in Kufiotes, in Tehillim. 
He said, Zemira is hoyu lichukecha beveis megurai. The Torah was a song to me, was Zemira's. Omalaya Kadish Barhu, Divre Tairish, Akosubem, Hisayef, Enecha by Venenu. You have to work hard for Torah, and if not, you're not going to get it. Atakura Isam Zmiras, you're calling the Torah Zmiras. Areni Machshilcha, Bedavar, Shafilotinaikisha, Bill Space Rabban, Yaidim. That you're going to be Nichshal, you're going to make a mistake. The Aram was put on a. On a on a uh, ca- on a carriage on a on a wagon, and it says, "What was the mistake?" Because it says, Those who had to carry the and you have to carry it on your shoulder. So we have, we have to ask a shaila, a very basic shaila. Here we're saying that the Torah is ah, oh, it's a shira, it should be joyous. And all of a sudden we get to the Gemara and say to the Aflamid, hey, Aleph, it's saying that David HaMelech was punished because he called Torah Zemira Yishayu Here we have that the whole Torah should be called a Shir. And there we're saying David HaMelech was punished because he called Torah Zemira. So what must we conclude just for starters? that there must be some inherent difference between a shira and zemiras. And the question is, what exactly is that difference? It's interesting that by comes to Shabbos, we sing zemiras. I don't know if anybody here ever saw a bencher that had zemiras liyamtif. I don't know. I never saw it. Maybe someone here did see it. But when it comes to Shabbos, we say, Mizmar Shirli Yomar Shabbos. We're calling it Mizmar and Shir. So what exactly does Shir mean? What does a Shir mean? And with that, maybe we could gain some understanding of what the Torah wants when it says, Va'ata kisvu lochem et Let's go on. Let's look at page four. I'm trying to hold Cheshbon with the pages. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu actually told Klal Yisrael Parshas Hazinu. Vayidaber Moshe ba'ozne kol kahal Yisrael as divrei hashira hazais, which we now know is Hazinu. Rashi tells us, ad tumum till the end. So what, you read a Pasuk like this, you have to ask yourself a shayla. If it says that they, that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered all of Klal Yisrael, and he said to them, Divrei Ashira Hazais, it would sound like to me that he told them the words of the song of Hazinu. What is this Hesafa at the end of the Pasuk? Ad Tumam till the very end. Well, what is that teaching me? If I tell you I'm singing the song, so I'm singing the song, I'm not going to stop in the halfway middle of a, of a song. If it has words, so you, you say all the words. What is this ad tumam? Okay, furthermore, 
We have to, when we, that's already not this next Shabbos, the Shabbos afterwards, when we talk a learned Parshish Hazinu, you're going to ask yourself, looking at Parshish Hazinu, why does that qualify to be called a Shir? In other words, you, when you learn Davin Az Yosher, it's full of song, it's full of happiness, it's joy. The right? The 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 was saved. Yordum It's all very very upbeat. When you learn Azino, I don't have to go through it with you now. You you will go through it. You see, Azino is has some parts that are upbeat, some not so upbeat. Some psukim could have a double meaning. When you learn through Azino, that's what you have. So why does Parshish Hazinu qualify as being a Shia? Okay, these are some of the shilas that I want to raise. And it goes as follows. It goes, it goes as follows. What the word Shia commonly is called Zoom. What else does the word Shia mean? So I didn't, I didn't have it in one of the, the sheets. I remember Rabbi Schwab once pointed out to me. The word shear means to see in a distance. Well, where do I know? Where did, where did we get this from? When you learn about Bilam, Parshas Bolok, when Bilam was standing there trying to curse Klal Yisrael, he said the following words. Ashurenu erenu v'loi ata, ashurenu v'loi korev. You have a balkori here. Did I get it right? Okay, thank you. Ash, I don't have the sheet here to, to read it. It, it says erenu v'loi korev, erenu v'loi ata, ashurenu v'loi korev. That I'll see it, but not right away. Ashurenu v'loi korev, I'll see it, but not now, but rather in the distance. The word ashurenu means to see, but it doesn't mean to see like I would be reading a chumash, or like I see you sitting here. Ashurenu is to see something in the far distance. That's what ashir means. Let's go else, let's see where else we can find what ashir means. Let's look on page five. It, this is a Mishnah in Shabbos Perikei. Got it? We're speaking about We know that you can't put a load on your animal to walk out on Shabbos because there's a chiv of shvisas behemah. But there's, but like, just like a human, we can wear, wear a jacket because that's part of our attire. There are certain things that the animal could walk out with because that's the derech of an animal to go. So what does it say there? It says, Yoytze ha-gomol ba'afsar v'nako b'chotem, the different uh, gadgets, different things that they put on the animal to keep it straight. And then it goes on and it says, v'sus b'shir, 
The horse could go out with a shear. A shear is a ring that they would put by the nose of the horse. And then they would put a strap through it. And that was the derech, because how else would you control a horse? They had this ring going through the nose of the, of the horse. The chol, and, and Mishnah goes on. It's, he's saying it goes around the neck. Rashi says, in, not, not, the, not necessarily the nose. Kimin etzada saviv tzavorei v'tabaz kivuoloi. It is like a necklace. There's a ring attached to that. And then they put in that, in that ring that's attached to the necklace of the horse, they put a rope to hold on to chevel So it says, the sus goes out with the shear, the ring, and v'chol balei hashir yaitzim b'shir, they all, any animal that usually has this ring goes out with the ring, v'nim shachim b'shir, and you pull it by this ring, and then it goes on the Hilchas Taira. So here we have three definitions of what the word shear means. And then the question we have to ask ourselves how are these terms related? So, on one hand, we know shear is a song. Then we have shear means to see in the distance. Like Bilam said, I'll see it, but, but way down the road. And here we have in the Mishnah, we learn Shabbos, it means a ring. It's just random. Uh, they flipped a coin to get a definition for the word shear. There has to be some commonality of, of, all, these de- of all these usages of the word shear. And the idea of the word shear of a song, we'll start with Ashurenu, is to see in the distance. A shear is not a song for the joy that you have at the moment. A shear is not, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited now. It is. But for a shear to be meaningful, it has to be that there's a joy occurring that you could see in the future that this event has an impact on, on future events. Even as yashir, Rashi says yashir is for the future. Tchiyas hamesim, not just, it doesn't say as shari. A share is to see into the future. A share is I'm happy. What I'm singing about is not what I have now, but rather how what I have now is going to take me into the future. That's so we have a definition of share. To see, to see in the future. So what does it have to do with the ring? What, what makes a ring a ring? By definition, a ring is something that comes full cycle. 
If it's, uh, if it's open halfway, that's not a ring. A ring is a f- something that comes full cycle. It's totally connected. Wherever you start the beginning of your ring, you'll have the end of the ring connect to that, and that way it's circular and it's never-ending. That, that's what a ring is. A ring is something that highlights an object that is totally connected and you go round and round and it's never broken. The beginning connects to the end and the end becomes the beginning. That's a ring. The sight of a shear, of the shiras hazino in particular, is not simply that HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Moshe by saying Hazinu is taking us into the future. Because sometimes going to see the future, being taken into the future, could sometimes, yeah, in the future could lead, could lead you to a dead end. And then what do you gain? The terrorist is that the share is that you're going to see into the future and part of that vision of what you see in the future is going to connect the beginning to the end and it's going to be one circle. It's one continuation. That's the share that we sing. That where we are, it's not shot that there's a, it goes to an end point, but it really never ends because it becomes continuous. That's what a ring is. That's the share. The Shir of Azinu was saying, Klal Yisrael is going into the future. And like a song, they are like a, you have high notes, low notes. In life, you have, you have high points. You have sometimes low points in life. But when you put it all together, that becomes a symphony. You have the high notes, the low notes, and they're all put together, then it becomes one symphony. But Klal Yisrael HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying Hazinu is looking into the future, but what you're going to be seeing is that it's a sheer, that, it, that it's circular, that the existence of Klal Yisrael never ends. The Torah puts us, is like, a, is, is like a ring. The existence of Klal Yisrael is never ending because what you would think is the end, it becomes the beginning, it keeps on going around and around. That's the aside of Hashem. That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu was telling Moshe Rabbeinu, V'ata kisvu lachem es hashir azais, v'lamda es b'nei Yisrael sima b'fihem, l'mantia teres Hashem l'eid b'bnei Yisrael, that'll be that, that we're going to end up Their Klal Yisrael will never, will never disappear. Klal Yisrael lives the world of the Shir. Torah makes life a Shir for us. Because Torah makes us people of eternity. You think it's going end? No, all right, it's all connected. Our beginning, our end... Our very existence, it's a chaye it never ends. 
That's where Torah takes us. Torah takes us into the future, and it takes us into the future in a way that there's never an end point. A matter of fact, there's a... I heard, I heard this from Rav Shapiro. He said that the Ramban says that everything that will ever happen is somehow marumas is hinted to in Parshas Hazina. And the way the story went was that he had a Talmud who like was very unnerved by this statement. That you're going to tell me that whatever's going to happen is, is marumas in these few pages of Parshas Hazina. So Ramban said, yeah. So he said, if that's the case, his name was Rebbe Avner. He must have been a Talmud of the Ramban. He had to be distinguished. So he says, yeah, if that's the case, where am I hinted to in Parshas Hazina? So if you look on page six, in the Pasuk where it says, Almarti af ehem, ashpisa me'enayzechram, I will say that they've forgotten, the, their memory will be obliterated. There are few pshatimon afayim. So he said, take the third letter of every word. So you have omarti, the, the third letter is a resh. The third letter of the next word is an aleph. The third letter of the Next word is a base, and the next one was a nun, and then another reish. So he said, there you are, Rabbi Avner, right there. Rabbi Avner. And the person was so overwhelmed, and he was bent out of shape, and he said, so what's going to happen with me? Because he was very antagonistic antagonistic to the Ramban. The story goes on with some very unfortunate details, which are not, not that important for what we're speaking about today. And the Ramban shook his head and it says, well, it says, be obliterated. And then no one ever heard from him again. But the point being at Hazinu, what makes it a song is the fact that we see into the future but not that it's a, a road that never ends. We see in the future, it's a continuity. It's a ring. That's why the Torah is saying, you're writing all of Torah, but it's like the Shiraz Hazinu in particular. Because it takes you in the future, but it takes you back to a point that you never, that Yisrael never ends. It's like the ring. Now we could appreciate when it says, to the very end. Because at the point of the very end, that's when you connect to the beginning. takes us forever and ever. And this is what we have to appreciate. In the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah, in the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah, that, that the Torah itself, the Torah itself, 
is never-ending. That's how we have to understand Torah. When I write the, the mitzvah of tzitzis, I write about Avram Avinu, I write about light. Whenever I'm writing and learning about Torah, that's a chalik of the nitzchi that takes us into the future, Ashurenu takes us into the future. And it's like, it's like the shear that holds on to the animal because we're always, Torah takes us around and around, never ending. We never fall off. We never, we, there's never a point of termination, which could help us understand we had the Shiloh with Dabr HaMelech. That was our Shiloh. It says Dabr HaMelech was punished because he said, Zmir is it sounds like if you're happy about Torah, that's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem being happy about Torah. When it speaks about writing the Torah, it says, Kis et Write it like a song, be happy. What's, how do we understand it? So we have to know what's the difference between a z- zmirais and shira. The word mizmar comes from the word zaymer. We learn El Cheshabbos, the beginning of Klal Gadol. What is Melecha Zaymer? Melecha Zaymer, Zaymer means to cut. When it says you have a tree and you, and you, and you cut the, branch, the branches, that's Melecha Zaymer. So you cut down the branches. Now I have, it says you could use it for firewood. I have something now. Zaymer is looking at something that's in the past. I'm happy with what I have. And that's what the Gemara is telling us that the Taina was the Simcha of Taira, you're looking at Taira, what you have. On the contrary, Taira is a sheer. You have to keep on looking into the future. Taira propels us continuously into the future. And that's why Shabbos, Shabbos is Mizmar Shir. On one hand, the Simcha, when we sing Zmiris on Shabbos, we're being happy for what we accomplished in the previous week. But we also have to know that for whatever we accomplished, the Zaymer of the previous week should take us to Shir, will take us to Yom Shakuli Shabbos. So I have to appreciate this week, but I have to also understand that I have to continue going. Yomtif is not a Zmiras. Yomtif, come, I'm going to have Yomtif soon. Yomtif is always called the Regal. What does a Regal mean? Shalish Regalim. Ayla Regal. It means you have to keep moving. Yomtif keeps us moving into the future. That's what a Yomtif is. I'm moving into the future. My regal is taking me down the road. A regal is not Zaymer. Shabbos, we don't, we don't go anywhere. We don't, we don't have to go, Eilu Shabbos, go somewhere Shabbos. We stay where we are. And we, and we appreciate, like HaKadosh Baruch Hu appreciated the world he created, we appreciate the world we created and enjoyed. Regal, Yom is don't stay home. Go, go to Yerushalayim. Hit the road. 
Regal is not a zaymer. There's no zmiris on Yavtif. At least not to the best of my knowledge. And this is what we have to appreciate. I want to just add one more point as far as Ksiva Sefer Torah goes. And that is... Let me see. The Rambam, when he mentions about writing the Sefer Torah in the Sefer Mitzvahs and in the Yara Chazaka, he puts it together with the Melech writing a Sefer Torah. So you would say, well, it, it, it goes together. Then we have to write one Sefer Torah, the Melech has to write two. You know, there's an overlap. Then that's okay. But I want to say, so, say something that lies in this overlap. And that is, takes us into Rosh Hashanah. This is taking us into Rosh Hashanah. And that is, look at the Gemara in Gittin. The Gemara tells us, you could look at the story, it's immaterial. So he had that Geneva came and Geneva spoke that Rav Huna and Rav Chista were sitting there and Geneva passed by and he greeted them and he said to them, Shalmu Aleichim Alki. He said to Rav Huna and Rav Chista, Shalom Aleichem Malki, kings, Shalom Aleichem to you. Omrulay, so they said to him, you're calling us kings? So they understood, he must be calling them kings because they're Rabbanan. Minolach the Rabbanan Ikri Melochem. How do you know that, that, that Rabbanan are called kings? With me, the kings become kings. Meaning when we learn HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah, we become kings. So now we understand the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah of a Yachid, very similar, not quite, but similar to the Sefer Torah of a Melech. A Melech becomes a king on the whole arm. He needs two Sefer Torah. I need a Sefer Torah so that I should become a Melech. When we have the Sefer Torah, we become, we become Melech and we become kings. And therefore, come Rosh Hashanah, we, we, we highlight the idea of Matan Torah because if we don't become melachim, if we don't become kings, if we don't become people of nobility, how could we relate to the malchus shamayim? If I'm oblivious to malchus, to nobility, how could I say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're melech? What are you melech? Where do you come to be a melech? You have some person there, a guy digging a ditch, says, oh, I'm, I'm saying, oh, I've got the king. When you become a melech, then you could say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I know what it means to be a melech. Mamalki Rabbanan. And therefore, I'm able to be Mamluch HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Therefore, we speak about Matan Torah and Rosh Hashanah, not Shavuos, because with Torah, I become a melech. 
When I write my Sefer Torah, it's similar, not quite, but it's similar to being a Melech. And when I'm a Melech, then I can be Mamluch HaKadosh Baruch Ad Kidei Kach. Ad Kidei Kach. And if you look, I'm going to be Makatsi here at the end. You look at the Gemara Daf Chesem at Beis in Rosh Hashanah, where it speaks about that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not Nichnas Ladin till the Bezdin makes it Rosh Chodesh. Because, and Klal Yisrael, it says, Kichokli Yisrael, Klal Yisrael goes first to Mishpat and then the rest of the world. Because Melech Vehedrid, the kings go first. Klal Yisrael is Mamlechus Kayanim. We're the kings. What makes us the kings? That were people of Torah. Look at Rashi, it's underlined. The third line in Rashi. Elam Ken Kitshu Achaydesh. If Klal Yisrael makes it Rosh Chodesh, meaning they make it Rosh Hashanah, how do they make it Rosh Hashanah with the Koyach of Bezdin, the Koyach of Torah? Now HaKadosh Baruch Hu judge us. If we don't do that, then HaKadosh Baruch what do I have? I have no shaykhs, no. We exercise that kayach of Melachim. You read the Gemara there. And then we make it Rosh Now HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you're doing din, I'm gonna, now I can do din as well. Otherwise, what do I have a shaykhaz? a matter of fact, you look in the Mishnah Bura, brings the Sharetzi, and there's a famous shita that says, if you forget HaMelech HaKadosh, Leil Rosh Hashanah, you don't have to say Shemon Esri over again. Why? Because the real Rosh Hashanah begins the next day. Where does he get it from? This, I'm sure he gets it from this Gemara. He doesn't write his Makar, but he gets it from this Gemara. Hamelach HaKad, Malchi starts when Cloud Yisrael makes, it, makes Rosh Hashanah. We have to stand up. We have to be the Malachim. Then we could be Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, now we made Rosh Chodesh, we did then. Now, 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 judge us, we're ready to go. It's so important of understanding what Rosh Hashanah is. So I just want to end, I know, the following, a little vart. Yes, I'm a little vart, okay? We know that we're finishing the Yemei Elul. Then we go to Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, we go to Yom Kippur. And then we go to Sukkot. Like, what is, what is that progression? Now, it's very interesting. Sukkot, for instance, we sit in a sukkah. I don't have to go sit in a special place for Yom Kippur. Sukkot, we have something so interesting. Sukkot, we have Ushpizen, guests. Why don't we have Ushpizen for Pesach? Why don't we have Ushpizen? Avram Avinu, you come. Yitzchak, come. No. Ushpizen is for Sukkot. What is, what is this progression of events? So it's important to know because we have to see what we're doing, how we're doing, that things come together and lead us to big places. Elul, we see clearly that the that the Hanhagas of this world are there to help us understand and relate 
to our anhogas with the Rebbeinu Shalom. Right? That's why the Kayin Gadol, the first mission in Yuma, what must the Kayin need in order to be able to do the Avayd on Yom Kippur? He needs a wife. The Shavos, he needs a backup. He needs a wife. Why? Because if you have no relationship with your wife, how can you have a relationship with the Rebbeinu Elul is anila daidi v'daidili. It's like a courtship. Someone reads a shidduch, the, the perspective chasen and perspective kala, they get to know each other. Anila daidi v'daidili. See if it's compatible. See if there's anything here. That's Elul. That's the time of going out. Give me involved with this shidduch. Comes Rosh Hashanah. What's Rosh Hashanah? We get the Torah. We're, we're celebrating Matan Torah, right? What does it say about that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives us the Torah? What the Gemara says: Torah tziva lanu meisha, meirasha kehilas yakev. So what is meirasha? An inheritance. The Gemara says, "I'll take meirasha." Don't read it as meirasha. An inheritance? Elomirasa. What's Arison? Is a betrothal. So you have the couple, they go out, that's Elo. Try to warm up the relationship. Comes Rosh Hashanah, it's like the Zman of Arison. They are Mukadeshasli, it becomes Mayrasa. A little bit later, we have Yom Kippur. What is Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur, the Kayan Godal goes Lafnaiva Lafnim. And he does the Avedah by the Kapiris. It says, that doesn't mean, it says, Lifnea Kapiris, Allah Kapiris, it's all about the Kruvin that were on the Kapiris, not on the Oran. It says the Kapiris. The Chazal tell us that the Kapiris, that the Kruvin on the Kapiris would face each other. Nurim Zebzeh, they would be like hugging each other. The Kedush HaKadashim, the, 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 the Navi is called the Cheda Hamitas, it's like a bedroom, it's the place of intimacy. That's Nesuin. So Yom Kippur is Nesuin of Cloud Yisrael Nakoshba. So where does Sukkot come in? So we know that if you have a Nesuin, then you have to have Sheva Brachas. Now, Me'ikar Adin, we don't do it that way because it would be almost impossible. Sheva Brachas used to be made in the base Chasanim. They would have a house special for the Chasanim Kawa. So we don't have it all the time by regular weddings. I don't know how they would manage. But the Sukkah is the base Chasanim. Now we're celebrating. We had the Aniludodi, the courtship. We had the Erisim Rosh Hashanah. We had the Nesuin on Yom Kippur. So now we have seven days of Sheva Brachas. What's the halacha for Sheva Brachas? What do you need every day for Sheva Brachas in order to have Sheva Brachas? You have to have Ponim Chadashas. You have to have somebody new. So how are we going to get somebody new? So the first day of Sheva Brachas we say, Avram Avinu, you come. Now the next day, Avram Avinu was there the night before, so the next day we say Yitzchak. Then we have Yaakov, and every day we have another guest, that's what we have, Panam Chadashas. This is the beauty 
of what we're going through this month of the year, this time of year. We go from Elul to Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur to Sukkot, and it should be a zman, it should be a zman of all good things and atzlacha to everybody here.